Hi, I'm Emma. This is Joe. Welcome to 40 Sexy Overheard. An unedited. An unscripted. <laughs> podcast. Oh my god, Yay. I never fucked that up. That's all my fault. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, we're going to do our updates in Small Kind Slam, but I just want to say that we're talking about chemistry tonight, and I'm very excited <laughs> about this topic. And because a lot of people, when we first started this podcast, were like, you guys have such good chemistry. We do have about amazing you and I. chemistry. Yeah, so I'm excited about our topic. We volley back and forth very well. Yeah. Unscripted. Unscripted. <laughs> All right, so I'll do my small kind slam since your update is kind of related to our topic. So Right. This is my small kind slam. Um, and I would just like to say, we're doing this earlier tonight, so I'm not stumbling over words because I'm drunk. <laughs> I got a massage, and I feel like I'm feeling all like Lucy from it. But this is like three hours earlier than our normal time. Um, anyway, okay, so my small kind slam is this. I just found out on Friday that one of my coworkers, who's a teacher, she's been teaching for 10 years, is leaving. And I was kind of stunned because I asked her, I was like, oh, why are you leaving? Um, and she said, I just got to get out of here. I, I, anywhere else but here. And usually that's an indication that someone's like burnt out on the kids or something. And she was like, no, I love the kids. That's not the problem. I literally just can't make this little money anymore. Yeah. And, and then she was like listing all the things. She was like, you know, the baristas at Starbucks make more than us. The like, um, I can work part time at this hotel, like in their banquet section and make more. I can be a part time server and make more. And so she's just out just on finances alone. And I guess my slam here is just that it's so sad to me when the teaching profession le- loses really good people just because they refuse to pay teachers a decent enough salary to stay in that career. Because it kind of fucks you over. If you go and you study and you want to become, you know, go into education, and then you realize 20 years in, you just can't survive on the money. Now you're 40 and you're like, what am I going to do? You know, it's like starting a whole new career. So mm-hmm. it's really unappealing, I think, for a lot of people. Um, and then when you get good people, they leave. That's you know? how I, I stopped teaching. I taught for six years. And because of the money, I was like, I can't. There's yeah, no way. Yeah, like you just can't. Yeah, there's it's no so way. Hard. I'm going to make a living. Like, fast forward. I mean, yeah, I have the summers off and holidays off, but it's just not worth it. Yeah, it's not enough money. So, you know, and she told me when she was leaving, she's like, or telling me about leaving, she's like, I just don't see this is ever going to change. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's never going to change. Like, this country doesn't invest in its teachers. And, like, it's different in each state. Some states are better than others. Hawaii is a p- pretty pathetic one. Mm. But it's, like, it's probably not going to change tremendously. So, you know, you know you're going to be in this career that just never is going to pay out. And when you get older, I think, you know, when you're in your 20s and you're a teacher, you might be making similar to some of your friends. But now, flash forward 20 years, I'm 40. My friends are probably making, like, six figures. They all, you know, like, when they want to go on vacation or do something, there's no expense spared for them. Where for me, I'm like, oh, I'm struggling. Like, I can't just go and do this. You know, it's, it just gets tiresome and frustrating. So that's my Sam. It's sad to see somebody who's qualified and a really good teacher leave just on financial. You yeah. Know? And like, otherwise, she loves the job. And it kind of hands off. I mean, hats off to you or, you know, you are staying in this profession and helping. helping. Seriously, you are helping amazing little souls, you know? You're Hopefully. making a difference. That's the only thing I got. <laughs> you are. You're making a huge difference. I mean, again, last time I taught was, God, I don't know, 20 years ago. But every now and then, because I taught here in, in, in Maui for a year, only a year. I taught 6th and 7th grade. But I taught more in the Bay Area. But anyway, I, every now and then, I'll see my students from, like, back then. And I'll hear them go, hey, Miss yeah. Silva, you know? And, they, like, they still remember me. It's, 
yeah. that's how you know you know you made a difference and it does it breaks my heart that I had to leave I, I needed to I just knew there's no way I could buy a house on Maui with the money that they were paying me yeah no it's ridiculous yeah. I, I've been fortunate enough to have some other income sources like in my personal life and yeah. family and stuff but like otherwise it's just re- you, you yeah. can't you know there's and, no way and it's just too bad because it's really short changing the kids more than anything else because then you get people who aren't as qualified or aren't as I mean that's my opinion if you know some people might stay in teaching because that that's the only thing they perceive that they can do or you know they don't have the qualifications like I have a or master's they have, degree they, they do have a support system yeah yeah or they that have, too yeah. they have a husband who can make alright you know at least you, you got your retirement and you can get summers off and be with the kids and yeah you know that the, works so yeah. that that's kind of where I was at for a hot second <laughs> you know where I yeah. think that's why a lot of teachers can, can stay in this profession for you know decades because they have that support system that's true because this woman did just get divorced a few years ago mm. and I think it was a big reality yeah. for her so oh yeah no seriously like if I had stayed in a teaching profession and gone through a divorce the way I just did you know a few a couple of years ago there's no way I would still be, I would be living the life I have right now right yeah. no way oh my god I would be struggling right I would know how I would not know how to you know provide for me and my three daughters yeah it so which hard. really sucks because yeah I, I like you and I we went to school for this we spent like not time and money and really effort into getting our degree you know and that's what i think will be lot what gets lost when you don't pay teachers enough is that the people who've spent the time and money and energy to actually get like a, a full yeah. like i got a degree at a four-year college then went on and got my master's right then went on and got a teaching certificate you know like that's an investment in the in the field of education but you know in desperate states like hawaii you can also become a teacher with absolutely you can be emergency hire for three at least three years and actually in some cases six with only a bachelor's degree and no formal education in training to be a teacher. What? You know? So those are the people that you end up with, I think, when you shortchange salaries. Is you get people mm-hmm. who aren't really qualified to teach. They may make a great effort and they may be great people. But there's a difference in somebody who's actually studied in education and dedicated their career to try to do this versus somebody who's, like, off the streets, just a college graduate and has no other skill besides that. And so that's, I think it's just as sad for kids, too. You it's know? so, it's, it's the saddest for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a big kind slam. Kind of. Sorry, our small kind slams often turns to <laughs> <laughs> big kind All right. Well, let's move on and let's talk about your update since it relates to our show. <laughs> we always get inspiration from our own life, so. Right. Okay, update. Tell us what inspired you. Oh, my God. Okay, so a, a few sessions, I mean, sessions, episodes ago, we talked about, it was called, I'm open, <laughs> meaning me open to start dating. Finally, after two years of being divorced, separated, you know, two and a half, I just have to keep num- the numbers going still. It's kind of like an alcoholic still counting how many days you're sober, you know? <laughs> it's like, this is how long it's been. Anyway, so I went on a date. Yay. Yeah. You Which know. is a win already, if you've been listening to our podcast. The fact that she went on a date is already a win. So, positive start. Yeah, because I don't go on dates. I don't. I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I, and now I can tell tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't terrible. It was actually, it was really good. The guy was super nice. Super, super, super nice guy. Good guy. Yeah, um, I met him and I, I think he's very nice. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, and, you know, and I can he's, attest to that. Yeah, no, totally. And, you know, in a different time of my life, or something, it, it might, I would have, it would have been different for me. Yeah, totally. But, you know, yeah, the date was a, an experience in being open. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I went on a date, and I'm not 
probably not going to see him again. <laughs> and it's not because of... Well, why don't you just... So, fill us in a little about what was kind of wrong with it. Like, wh- like th- we're both saying this isn't anything wrong with this person, but it leads into our show. So, mainly, you weren't feeling it, right? Yeah. I yeah, mean, it yeah. wasn't anything terrible. Like, he wasn't picking his nose. He wasn't, no. like... And, yeah, he wasn't... He paid uh, for dinner, I assume. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know, yeah, he, he actually did. You know, well, we have to, and then... I, I kind of took the lead on this, too. Because so. you weren't into him, so you're like, okay, yeah. yeah well, because I kind of knew I, financially I was... I have this... I'm very codependent. <laughs> I do... No, I'm with you on this, too. Like, if you feel like somebody else can't... I've done that so many times. Yeah. yeah. I, I know what you're... Uh, yeah. I don't hold it against him. You know, he tried. You know, like, like, again, I, like I said, he's a good guy. You know, he tried. But I know financially I was... I, I could afford it more than he could. So... Yeah. And he, he paid what he could, which was awesome. He wasn't a leech. He wasn't... He, it wasn't anything like that. So, um, but, uh, I don't know. (laughs) But what was lacking was what? Chemistry. Chemistry, right? So that's what we're going to talk about. Chemistry. Our show tonight is about chemistry and physical attraction. That's correct. When, what makes good chemistry, um, how that relates to physical attraction, how those both kind of probably need to occur to be in a a relationship or at least get beyond the first date, if anything, right? right? Um, and so that's our topic tonight. And so... When we were kind of talking about this, um, I'm still conflicted if we sh- should start with chemistry or physical attraction. Kind of start with... Good. What were you going to say? Physical attraction. Me then. too. Okay, go, okay. go, go, go. Because go. I feel like, because what we learned about it. So, you know, before we even get into the chemistry topic, which is more our focus, um, part of this came with like initial physical attraction because we were talking about what, what chemistry means and all this stuff, but you also have to have physical attraction because we're going to get more into this in a minute, but you can have good chemistry with somebody that you're just a friend with and all that. So we were talking about physical attraction and like what what does that even mean? And we eliminated a couple things right off the bat, I would say. Like the fact that it's a little different than just like seeing somebody that you think is hot. Like mm-hmm. initial that initial physical attraction that draws you to somebody, it's not just like, oh that guy's hot. Usually, it's usually something Right, because in there's a lot of good-looking people out there. Yeah, there, there are. are. Yeah, and I'm not attracted to every single one of them. Not no, like that. No, they're not drawn to them. Yeah, I mean, like, you I might can be ap- like, oh, he's hot. Right, but I can not- appreciate their beauty, but I'm not yeah. going to be like, oh my god, I mean, like, I want to go on a date with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not. It's not like that. So, what is that about? Like, why? So that yeah, and that initial part when we looked it up, it was saying that most people decide whether they're initially physically attracted to somebody within the first 90 seconds. Yes, which is so crazy to me. That is 90 seconds is so short. Mm-hmm. A you minute and a half. That's actually really long. Really? I think so. We, if you were pa- to pause for a minute and a half, it's a long time. Yeah, if we sat here silently. Right. That's what I mean, it's the same thing. Other. But that's kind of what <laughs> that's what you're kind of gauging, right? When you first see that person for that ninety seconds, you're kind of like, oh wow. Well. But for me, it's quite instantaneous. No, I feel like it is. I mean, I think most of the times it is for me too. Like it's a quick thing. So yeah, maybe it's not even ninety seconds. Right. It's kind of like you see them and you're like, oh, like I feel it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, but it still is crazy to me that it's like just so common that it would be such a short, a short attraction. And so, right. but then, so when we were looking more into this topic, we found some really interesting things about it that basically um, a lot of women, and we never speak for all women, and this is just real general, but a lot of times women um, are physically attracted to like men that are the most masculine with certain features like muscular body, angular face, like exhibit that they have. Um, the alpha males. The alpha males. Yeah. And so that's the initial attraction, and that's because I guess those things are 
sort of a perception of how much testosterone this person has. Mm -hmm. So initially that's what kind of people are attracted to. And, um, I think it's funny because as, as Joe and I were talking, we always talked before the show and we started going through people that we ended up in yeah. relationships with before. Basically, the concept was about the alpha male. Like, women are attracted to the alpha male because that's the guy that would be, like, I guess... The caveman. The, rrr, rrr, yeah. Well, the biggest provider will protect you, yeah. That's what I would think of it, being totally. the provider. Like, alpha male to me is someone who provides... I mean, I think alpha male right now is, like, kind of a negative term. Like... It is a negative term. At this point in our society, like, that term, when you hear it, people... Toxic masculinity. Yeah, I was going to say it ties in with that. But I also feel like if you just take a step back from everything there and think about just what an alpha male would be, it's like, yeah, I perceive it to be someone who provides and protects, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're meeting somebody, you're initially deciding what you're attracted to in 90 seconds. How is someone showing you that they provide and protect in those immediate seconds? And it is just the way that they look. It's those instinct. features, right? And it goes into the instinct. Yeah, and it's an instinct. And that's because, gosh, it's hard to talk about this without like being like mean about certain physical attributes, which is not what I'm trying to get into. But it's harder to maybe, if you saw somebody who's more feminine looking or smaller, right. to initially, for me, to initially find attraction, right? Because I feel like the provide and protect type is probably a bigger and You know, I, I think in a way, it's kind of like why I've never really been attracted to Filipino men. And I'm, uh, I'm like as Filipino as you can get. Right. You know, but I've never, I've not really dated. And the one Filipino guy I did date was not your tif- typical Filipino guy, like size-wise. Right. So, yeah, no, there's definitely, yeah, that, that alpha male. Yeah, you're right. I, I feel kind of bad for those men who are more or like yeah feminine. Oh, my gosh. And this makes me laugh so hard because when we look on Tinder, which, by the way, don't worry, I'm never going to do it We're again. never doing We're Tinder never doing ever again. But, um, no more for that. Think about all the guys that you see that say they list their height to start. Remember how many? I oh, see all the time they say, like, don't work six one. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They put it in there. Like, I feel like height and physical stature is a big thing on attractiveness. And right. But there's other things, too. Like, it can also be an attitude or something. But it's that, like, confidence. Mm-hmm. That's, that is kind of that the big dick energy. <laughs> big dick energy. I'll just go with that. That's what it is. 100%. And it's instinctual. So, I mean, I don't know. Are we saying all women just know how to seek out those big dicks? Is that what we're getting at? I do. I'm like, I feel like we're like kind of like beating around the bush about this issue. But is that what it really is? Like, you see someone and you're like, that guy has big dick energy. He's probably a good, he's probably a good mate. It's terrible. <laughs> Okay, we gotta keep going with the podcast. We're kind of just laughing at each other. No, I'm laughing so hard because, like, it seems like no matter what we do on our show, it always comes down to dicks. Like, big we dicks. always end up talking about big dicks every time. Not just dick, but big dicks. Big dicks. Well, yeah, there's no such thing as just dick energy. That, sounds, that actually sounds bad. If I said he just had dick energy, that sounds like somebody's a jerk. Like, He's a dick. <laughs> but big dick energy has a totally different connotation. <laughs> Oh I hate that I I am definitely drawn to that because big dick energy also means you're probably a big fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, and that was like the other thing about oh I I made like when we were talking about physical attraction too that it's like not the most important part in a relationship and sometimes doesn't work out very well. Sometimes, um, sorry. Yeah, most, oh, most of the of times time doesn't work out very well. Um, but yeah. But that's the initial thing that kind of draws you in, right? So let's say you find this guy with the big dick energy or whatever. <laughs> it's not working. Like, I try to call it initial physical attraction. BDE. Yeah. Um, but then we have to make sure we have 
chemistry with them, right? That's our next thing. Um, sorry. Yeah, so, do it. Um, when we were talking about chemistry, too, that's like what we started with this with. And I want to just read the definition of chemistry, which I saved on my phone, because it was a little different, because we were thinking it was kind of big dick energy was the same thing. So chemistry is defined as the complex emotional or psych psychological interaction between two people. So chemistry in itself, as far as relationships, doesn't have a part in it that's about the physical. Mm. So that is why we end up ending, adding the physical into our podcast, because we were talking about how you could have good energy with somebody, pl like platonic energy. Right, absolutely. But no attraction. And, like, I've definitely had situations where I've, you know, um, had that with, with people. I mean, with girls, of course, but, like, even with men, where I'm like, oh, our chemistry is so good, but, like, I just can't get the attraction piece down, you know? Right. Can you, so what are the two pieces for the chemistry again? It was oh, yeah. um, psychological okay, so, and what? So basically the definition of chemistry is just, so we're taking away the physical because it's just the emotional or psychological interaction between mm. two people. I think it's interesting the definition is the interaction because like, which makes sense because chemistry interaction. But I was thinking before this uh, podcast that chemistry was like automatic Mm -hmm. Yeah, me but too, actually. the definition is actually a little more like how you interact. So now I'm changing what I thought about it. So good chemistry would be like if we had, maybe if we had a problem between us, we could talk about it and work it out, right? That's good chemistry. Right, so let's talk about our chemistry, Em. Yeah, because we've got such amazing chemistry. <laughs> Breaking that down. Okay, right? well, this is the things for, that we also found out that make good chemistry, to be more specific, right? Okay. So easy communication. Done. I'd say that's a yes You and us. I have that. A sense of trust. We have that. And then um, feeling understood by the other person. We have that. Yay! We have great we chemistry. Already knew. <laughs> but those but, are the three components, basically. But I think chemistry, part of chemistry should be, it, it, it's also that 90 seconds. It's immediate. It's there. Well, that's isn't what I think it? gets you. Because, well, I don't know, because I feel like this is the thing, though. Or can you, do you build chemistry? I think you can build it because you could build a sense of trust. And yeah. you could feel, and you could build a feeling of understood because if you meet someone off the street that you think is good looking and you have attraction to, they don't, they can't, you can't possibly really get each other until you dig in a little bit. Right. So there's already that initial chemistry, you know, right. that first well, drop of chemistry. Attraction. Yeah, the first drop of that, like you and I, right? But that's attraction. Wise. Because look it, you can't say you have initial chemistry with someone if it's based on interaction between two people. No, I had that with you, and, and this is not a lesbian thing. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think, you know, pure like platonic chemistry, right? Yeah. Because I know a lot of people. I mean, I and I get along with most. I don't. There's really not. There's only one human being on earth I don't get along with. But anyways, <laughs> I wish I only had one. Yeah, but you know, anyways, if I get along with everybody, right? But there's only a handful of people that I actually hang out with. It's not to say that I don't want to hang out with anybody else, but I think it has a lot to do with that chemistry that you're talking about. Yeah, you know, um, like with how Em and I have developed. You know, we haven't been friends forever. We've actually only been friends a couple of years since my divorce, really. Yeah, right. Well, closer since your divorce. We knew each other before then, but I think we so, weren't like. So we had chemistry then, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I would say so, but probably not like how we are now. Right. So this is a testament that it can build. Oh, right. right. But see, the, the, what I was saying is it had, you have to have the initial drop of chemistry. No. This, no. Is, the, this is what we're disagreeing about. Oh. You have to have the initial attraction so to we had, want to even see if oh. you have chemistry. See, I, I, I think, think it's different. I think I'm thinking chemistry, that initial attraction 
is chemistry because it's an, an electrical no, charge. No, because what? Okay, I've actually had this happen. Oh my gosh, I have a perfect situation for this, and this is funny. This is actually, I'm like, God, I've not really protected this man, and I just won't tonight. But my uh, daughter's dad, okay, so I met him, and I was uh, attracted to him immediately. Like, I was standing inside of somebody's house. He pulled up with some friends and walked up to the front door. And his big truck. And he did have a big truck. And he had a bunch of friends. And <laughs> he had his big cute. dick energy. Big dick energy with his big truck. But he pulled up, and um, I thought he was cute. Like, just the way he was. He was dressed, like, sporty instead of, like, surfy. And I was like, oh, I'm in. Like, I think he's pretty attractive. So we're sitting there, and um, my friend had just ordered pizza. And I was like, okay, um, wait, only let Charlie out. Otherwise, we might never find Zara. Sorry. Um, so my friend had just ordered pizza, so I went out and I said to him, I was like, oh, do you guys want, or do you want pizza? We just ordered pizza, like a normal question. And he literally turned halfway away from me, like looked in the air, not at me, rolled his eyes and said something like, uh, no, I don't want any fucking pizza. It's actually a really shitty night. What? Like, or something. I mean, I don't know if a word for what he said, but basically he was really rude and standoffish right. about my nice. Right, gesture. So initially I was attracted to him, but I walked up and we did not have good chemistry because, like, he completely was rude when I, you know, based off that. Like, I thought, when you, I, I mean, I don't think it's always mutually agreed upon that energy. That's a thing. Yeah. It's so, not, like, obviously so in that, not. but, like, you know, then later on we ended up talking and, like, that's the first night we met and we really hit it off and we were, like, living together less than a month later. So, mm-hmm. like, it Talk changed. about chemistry. Right, it changed. But I think initially what gets you to even figure out that chemistry is you have to be attracted. Like, you're not going to spend a lot of time figuring out, if we're talking about romantic, mm-hmm. whether you'd have chemistry with someone that you're just not even attracted to in the first place. Right? Right. So I feel like the initial is what gets you in the door to even discover it. I guess I'm kind of thinking, too, this attraction, like, with, you know, is, you know, can you be attracted to somebody you don't have chemistry with? Yes. Wow. Okay. Don't you think? I don't think so. I've never been attracted to somebody I don't have chemistry with. Never. I'm staring at her very hard right now. Think I mean, hard. I mean, like, you know, when I say attracted, I think, <laughs> I mean, no, attra- like, I, I find a lot of men, we're going to go re- the male-female thing here, yeah. heterosexual thing, a lot of men are beautiful. But okay. does that mean I'm attracted to them? No. No. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so... All the ones I've been attracted to, I feel I've had chemistry with. Okay. Well, I have not. I have definitely been attracted to guys that ended up not having a chemistry because they treated me badly after that. Oh, yeah. But remember, that is a whole part of it, though. Ah. You can't say you had good chemistry with somebody if you you initially did and hung out for a few times and then found out that actually at the end... You didn't really have a sense of trust in them because they cheated on you or did something heinous and you never really were understood because they were never doing anything that helped you feel that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like I have definitely experienced times in my life where I found a physical attraction to somebody and I I think there's a whole other topic here where you feign chemistry, where you kind of act like what you, you know, you, you like, you're so attracted to them that you're convincing yourself that you have good chemistry when you really don't. Charlie... Because the chemistry is, is, a t- is a two-way street. It's an interaction, right? You know, I think I know what you're saying. Okay, I got it. I got it. Towards the end of my marriage, the chemistry was die- dying. Right, whereas the beginning was probably really awesome. It was awesome. We were yeah. on the same page psychologically and emotionally, you know. And that. So, yes, I see what you're saying. Okay, I'm, I'm getting this now. I'm yeah, getting. so I totally think you can be... I think that the attraction is what gets you in the door into figuring out the chemistry. The chemistry is secondary to that. There can be situations where you are attracted to somebody and you don't have good chemistry, right? 
And and then the opposite, I guess, would be true too that you can have really good chemistry with somebody that you're not physically attracted to. Oh yeah, that's tragic. You know, which is kind of a bummer. It's so tragic. Yeah, you know, because there's there are like you know, a lot of good people out there. I like to think about that. Like, I don't like to focus on the really shitty bad people, but like, there's a lot of good people out there. But that doesn't mean just because someone's like a good person or, you know. And maybe they can do these things like we can talk and we can trust each other and I could feel understood that that means that we're going to be in a, they're not my soulmate. Right. No, I mean, I have, you know, there's definitely some men who, who I am um, acquaintances with, but we definitely have chemistry, but yeah. platonic. Yeah. You know, especially with me doing jujitsu, it's mostly men. Yeah. There's definitely chemistry there where we'll sit there and like, hey, how was your day? And like, talk about our day. And, but it's definitely, we're not going to cross that line. Of, no, we're just not. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so like, I'm, I'm, I, I see what you're saying with the chemistry. Yeah. And, or maybe something would change. Because the other topic, or the other thing you brought up is, can, like, can it change? Right. I, yeah, because all these things mostly have to be built on. Like, that's why I think that you can't say that you have, that, chemi- that chemistry is constantly changing and in, in in building, I think, in a relationship. Like, it's not, to me, like, the, this definition when I'm thinking is it's not static. Because, like, if you think about being in a relationship with somebody and all the interactions you have, like, it's going to change whether you have easy communication or, you know, a sense of, I mean, well, hopefully these core components stay there. But, like, I feel like it's it's different and it builds more the more you get to know somebody. Hopefully, if you're moving in the right direction, the more you get to know them, the more you feel like it's easier to talk to them the more you feel like you trust them right right yeah i mean no i totally agree um that chemistry is, is something that is uh can uh, what is that kinesthetic is it a, what's moving kinesthetic and then the opposite of static is what kinesthetic okay my science people <laughs> I know, i'm like don't look at me anyway that you know i i do agree now you know as i reflect back to my relationship um with with my ex husband um and even like the one before him you know i've been in this series of long relationships the chemistry part a huge reason of why that broke apart is because the chemistry was fizzling out yes and i feel like there's things that can happen to like make things enhanced or less like i feel like trust is a huge one in relationships in general and like there's a few people who may who mainly who maybe could like immediately trust somebody like i think some people can like they're very trusting and so they wouldn't even think like somebody's not trustworthy but i think like the majority of people it takes some time to build trust like you might give them the benefit of the doubt like i don't go around thinking like how people aren't trustworthy but like you know there's layers of how much you'll trust somebody right as you get to know them Mm -hmm. but i you know i think so i think that deepens like too right like yeah i don't know yeah Um, no i mean i think chemistry you're totally right and so going back to my date there was I don't know. There was there was chemistry. Lacking of chemistry. There was. I mean, there was, okay, because I wrote down okay, emotional and psychological equals chemistry, right? Yeah. I don't know. For me, and that's the thing with chemistry, right? It can, one can have the chemistry with you and then it can, it doesn't, it's not necessarily reciprocal. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You so, know? like, one person could be perceiving that you guys have good chemistry and the other person's like. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> No, not at all. Oh my gosh, that's true. And I think that's kind of what happened last night for me. And but what I'm realizing for me is how I don't know. I pigeonhole myself (laughs) (laughs) in this chemistry thing. As Emma and I before the podcast, I think you pigeon yourself into the physical part, though. Uh, 
Like, uh, so you're, I feel like you're not necessarily even giving her a chance to get into the chemistry so much because you, I think you pigeon, pigeonhole yourself right away with the physical, right? I, I, that, that's what I'm hearing from Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think everybody does that to some extent, but you, like, I think, I don't know. I think you're pretty I mean, particular. I think, you know, you know me well, you know, and then as we, if I were to be honest and look at my patterns, you know, since I've been dating in my adult life since I was 18 years old, Emily was correct. I do happen to have a type right. and I don't want to admit it, but I fucking do. And I hate that about myself, <laughs> you know? And then so this date that I had didn't phys- physically fit my type. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. You yeah. know, and it's fine. It's nothing against him. Like he, again, he, someday he's going to be an amazing partner for somebody who, who really appreciates his type. He was, you know, he's not, he's not bad looking guy. No, not at all. No. I think he's totally cute. I yeah. think a lot of women would think he's cute. Totally. No, no, no. Yeah. Enough. The thing is, I have a very specific type, which sucks. Yeah. I know. But so. your type should be readily available in places that like Supposedly, me, so. my type. Yeah, but I don't know. So, like, yeah, I don't know if you care to know, but my type apparently <laughs> is brown. <laughs> and tough. And tough and has big dick energy. <laughs> and who else do you guys know who's brown and tough? <laughs> right, and has big dick energy. And has big dick energy. <laughs> Me, I do. Oh. That's what I was telling you. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm brown, I'm tough, I drive a Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she's just trying to date herself, y'all. That's also part of the problem. I'm here. dating myself, but in the worst way possible because I it's just not working out here. I need I need to change the type. So how do you change the the attraction? Because the chemistry I'm open to, but how do you change the attraction? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, because apparently that is what I'm. But attra- isn't the first step awareness? So now that we're aware that the men we're attracted to are this way. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. Because I'll share my experience. If I look at my exes, they're all uh, physically very different, but they all had the same alpha male kind of big dick energy. (laughs) Yeah, but physically they're very different. No, mine too. I like to think so. No, (laughs) no, they are. um, Not really. One is you know Portuguese and Filipino. The other one was Mexican. The other one was. um, (laughs) They're all brown. They were all brown. They were all brown. That's all I'm saying. Like they're different heights. And well, actually, they were all the same height except for that first one. <laughs> okay, like, see? Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm like, if I just go back even like 10 years, I'm like, I was with like, uh, I'll go back to Layla, like, tall white guy, short, kind of chubby white guy, really, really, <laughs> really, really fucking smoking hot, young, young, like 25 year old guy. Crazy <laughs> like, one. Fucking very, crazy one. Very crazy, but very hot. Very hot. Then like a bald 50 year old. <laughs> We kind of dipped down a little bit on the chart well, there. No, but he was hot. Was he? Yeah. Uh, oh. My little, like, Cubs. Cubs oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was hot. He was, he was cute. But physically different. He was yeah. cute. He was interesting. Yeah. And then um, a really pretty good looking black guy and an even better looking black guy. Amazing later. black guy. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Amazing. Oh, and then in the middle, like, a um, moderately tall Filipino guy. Oh, right, right. No, the amazing black guy wasn't talking about now, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I feel like mine, I have different physical types, but it's still probably based on that alpha male. Mine too. Mine's all alpha male and fucking brown. But I take, I take <laughs> more time. Like, I, I can know, though, even, I guess maybe because maybe I've had more experience, like, being single longer than you recently. Like, 
I've had more experiences with like being with people or, or not being with people, but um, meeting somebody that maybe I initially thought was hot and then realizing, nope, like that's happened to me where I'm like, oh, that guy's really like good looking. And, you know, and then as soon as we I'll start talking and I'm like, oh, no, like I was I perceived it wrong. So I think I take even though probably in 90 seconds I decide whether I'd be interested in in seeing if I have chemistry with somebody, I um, I. I think I spend a little more time, too, on, like, what the interaction is as well. I don't know. I think I can be, yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, you've had a lot more time to think and really marinate and and simmer in this whole thing. Whereas, for me, this is really my first, I feel, where I'm like, all right, I'm really open. I'm going to You're going to try it, and you went on a date. Yeah, I went on a date. It takes a lot of courage. It took so much courage. Yeah. Like, two, you know, two years out, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. You know, there was this other guy before that, but that wasn't even a date. That was just weird. Um, anyways, my, my, when I initially divorced is what I'm saying, but that was, weird. Okay. that yeah. was different. That was an anomaly. Yeah. Even that was an anomaly in my, um, my typical guy that I like. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so now, yeah, this whole starting to date thing, you're right. I'm, you know, I can learn a lot from Emily. <laughs> no, don't learn a lot from oh my God. No. Learn from your mistakes. Yeah. I'm like, trust me. Like, I made a lot. I, I you know, because I didn't, my, like, just quick background, too, in dating is that I didn't date until I was past 30. Like, I always had a boyfriend from high school until I was 30. And even a couple years after 30, because then I had a baby and I was dealing with her dad. So my dating career seriously began at, like, 32, 33. So I didn't have, like, the 20s running around, like, wild dating experiences a lot of other people had. Yeah, I, I dated that. somebody through my whole 20s. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, so I started way later. Um, but in that period, I just feel like it was, like, I learned a lot of things, like, about meeting people and, you know, like, so I got a little more patient. But also, like, I would say this, too. Out of all my relationships that I've had, I think most of them, maybe not every single one, most of them, I didn't think a relationship was going to come out of it. So, like, I was like, yeah, like, we have something. Like, we're drawn to each other. Like, there was a reason we were hanging out, you know. But I never felt like, oh, this is going to be a serious relationship. So, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm a little off. Maybe I focused on the chemistry longer then because I guess I was, like, trying to figure out, like, all these other things before it became a relationship. I don't know. But, but that's my background is that I dated, didn't date till much later in life. So now I'm like a little wiser maybe with some things because I was dating later. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, definitely. There's a maturity that's happened, right? Right. Compared to dating when you're like 20. Yeah. Because then like that's so different. You know what I mean? Like compared to now where this whole podcast is about being 40 and, you know, living our lives. So we're my, if I had been dating in my 20s, it wouldn't be that relevant to what's going on now. Yeah, I think now, yeah, because, you know, I did date in my 20s. I was dating in the Bay Area in my 20s, and boy, did I have fun. Right. And so 20 years later, flash forward, you know, four, 20 years later, I'm realizing that I definitely have less tolerance for bullshit. Like, I don't, you know, like... And this, stuff you don't like. Yeah, like, okay, like, you know, with my date, you know, awesome guy, again... But just really realizing that there was no chemistry on my end and that I wasn't attracted to him. And so, like, why, why persist? You yeah. Know, there's, like, I'm just not going to continue with that. And, but also kind of almost realizing, like, maybe I don't, I don't want a boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> well, I mean, yeah, because relationships are a lot of work, too, though. Yeah. As you know, you, I've never been married. You were married for a long time. I like, was married for it's, a long time. I mean, time. I, I always think that relationships are work, too. Like, you know. You give up your whole self, you know. I don't know if I feel that way entirely, but I feel like you have to be willing to work out, take somebody for better or worse. Work. Well, because it's a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Your whole lifestyle changes. It's not like I just compartmentalize. Like everything shifts when you're in a relationship. At least for me. I don't know. For me, yeah. I think you and I are different because I'm like, I don't, I mean, yes, yes and no. Like, I feel like when I'm in a relationship, there's a few things that shift, like, but those are just the real basics. Like, I'm not going to go hit anyone else. I'm not going to go fuck someone else. And here we are. (laughs) That's kind of it. Like, I've never shifted so much. Maybe this is why I never got married. But I never, like, have felt like I shift so much when I'm in a relationship that. No, no. But I think, but I think either way, you're just working because you're making somebody a priority when you're communicating with them all the time right mm-hmm. you know that in itself takes effort like i'm more i can be an introvert and there's times where i just I'm like fuck this i just want to like sit on the couch and watch tv and do nothing and like now that i'm in a long distance relationship it takes a lot of effort yeah you know what i mean and like i have to be willing to do that so does he that we have to decide this is like worth pursuing you know and i'm sure that on both sides there's times where we both want to just like chill and do nothing but i think if we don't keep working things might not be or fall apart or I don't know maybe we're gonna change and get but that's where you know the going back to the podcast of like the chemistry right that's where that because you guys have this really amazing chemistry that is symbiotic right (laughs) maybe you know and so fancy word yeah right we're getting all fancy with chemistry and what did Trump say I got those words oh remember that no we haven't talked about him for a long time no. he had like a quote about that oh geez like i got all the big words <laughs> i got so many words i got so many words i got so many words but you know like you you and your boyfriend have this amazing chemistry you know and that's awesome i mean and i think you know really like going on this this one date <laughs> for myself i'm just kind of like oh fuck you know how rare it is to have chemistry and attraction together together you know so which sucks i'm almost like i'm gonna throw in a towel fuck it i'm just gonna surf work surf hang out with emily and my other friend and we're all good (laughs) that is my life and then every now and then i will fly off island on a vacation with emily and have fun (laughs) and you're entitled to like retreat a little bit back too like when um i think like things are like i think no matter what i guess like i've been breezing over like with dating i'm like you just have to get out there and try it a million times. Like, I'm pretty, I was pretty resilient to she do that. Is. Oh my God, I cannot. I'm we telling you right now. I was like, my style was like, throw a fucking huge net out there, pull everything in, shake it out, pick a few good ones, maybe 10, go out with all of them and see which one is the best. Yeah, whereas I have this one little tiny pole. I'm like, okay, whatever I catch is that one thing I'm going to catch. And then when that's it, that's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And that's always been my style. I'm like, that's just, and I can't, and I can't shake that off of me. You know, I just like, I'm a one pole kind of girl, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like whatever fish bites that pole, you're mine. Hopefully if there is attraction and chemistry all together, you know, and well, that's, the, like, that's it. That's the specific thing you need is interaction and chemistry. Right. Cause it's rare. Cause I am, I again, pigeonhole myself in this one fucking tank. Yeah. That I need to work myself out of somehow. Well, like I said, I think the first step is awareness. And so, like, once you're aware, like, hey, this is, like, my type. This is my thing that I, like, maybe next time. Like, who knows? Maybe you'll meet someone in a different encounter and be like, huh. No more brown guys. 
Well, I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. No, you do you. You do what you want. But I'm like, I, only because, okay, if we were like in Idaho or Iowa and you were like, I only want to date brown tough guys. Like, I'd be like, I don't know about this plan. But we're in Maui. Like, I feel like 80% of the population is brown. and like That's not true. I mean, it's true, but I, and I serve. So I see a lot of brown men. Yeah. But yeah, like, it's not really pitching your house so that, but it's just, but I just think it's funny when we realize that that's like your type, like it was more so that. Yeah. But yet I, I surf and I mean, I'm fucking brown. Everybody's brown out there. Right. But yet it's not happening because it's more than just that type then because it is yeah. the chemistry. Well yeah. well, yeah. I mean, it's not just only like I'll date anyone who's brown and tough looking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that no. would be strange if that you're like. That would be terrible. Like, no matter what his personality is like, or anything else. Brown and tough. <laughs> Brown and tough, you're mine. Tattoos, yes. <laughs> um, okay, I just have to share this little weird tidbit of information at this point. Our, um, one of our, my neighbors, who's kind of a unique person, like a unique personality. Um, I think we've talked about her before, and I'm sure she had a name, but it doesn't even matter for this. Um, she's been finding herself dating redheads. Oh, there's redheads on Molly? <laughs> I know. I, she was like, what do you think that means? And I was like, uh, I think it means that you're very unique. I don't know there why are, you think I could open this. There are redheads on Molly? <laughs> Her last two boyfriends were gingers. How the fuck did you find Isn't redheads? Isn't that weird? That is ridiculous. Yeah. I think you need to, like, hit it. You need to, no, on the top. Oh. <laughs> like, here, let me show you. We're this trying is, to open something. We're trying to open some ice, but I don't know why. I have, like, the smallest hands. I don't know why you did that. Anyway. No, like this. Okay, do it. So, and our listeners' eyes are now rolling. <laughs> so, keep talking. Okay. We need somebody to open these. Hopefully, a physically attractive guy that has good chemistry that we can build and trust brown. with. It's brown and tough. And we no, can the brown one opened it. So I opened it. Are you serious? <laughs> Yay. Go brown. I am my okay. own brown toughie. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's tattooed. I'm already tattooed. Wait, would you date? Wait, we're going to play a game later, right? But I don't have this one, so I'm not now. You date someone without tattoos, though, huh? right? You would date someone without tattoos. Tattoos, right or no? Right. Tattoos like a pretty strong. Oh my god! Would I date somebody without tattoos? Ooh, that is a very interesting question. I should have fucking put that for a game. I didn't think about that, but now I gotta ask you. I guess. <laughs> I never thought about that before. Actually, to be honest, because okay, have you ever dated somebody without tattoos? The anomaly. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, no. Everybody oh, else everybody is else brown and tattooed. Okay. It sucks. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, it sounds hot to me. Yeah, it's hot, but it still sucks. <laughs> or are you making me a drink too? I am. I'm like, where'd my margarita go? I'm making jalapeno margarita. They're very good. Um, so where are we at? Okay, I don't know. What else? Like, I was gonna. Oh, I don't know where we are. Like to gauge our time. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that picture though. Sorry. Thank you. Almost. Um, okay. Well, we have a fun game then. I don't know. Do we want to say anything else? No. My only, I was going to tell the story about how me and my boyfriend met. That's what I was going to do. You because should do it's it. Funny. Because he is brown. Is it, does he have tattoos? No. <gasps> hey. So see, my guys so are all D, different. You got to get tattoos. I, no, he doesn't no, need he to. Doesn't. I don't need to You're have right. a man no, with tattoos. No, that's me. I, 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 I want a guy with tattoos. If you want to dump me for Joe, then no, you No, don't do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Emily is such a better human than I. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's a amazing human oh okay so i have two things to add to this whole discussion though like sorry you should not feel bad about not liking somebody on a date ladies i'm just saying if you are a nice enough lady to go out with anybody and you give them a chance and they take you somewhere and you give it a try for an hour whatever it is and you decide that you do not like them 
even if they are so nice and kind, you should feel comfortable just leaving. Yeah. So I, I like. I just want to empower every. I think there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you gave someone a chance, right? Because men, they're kind of like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get some vagina and a date trying or to get whatever. Pussy. Trying to get yeah. Pussy. You know, you gave them a chance. You gave them, and I mean, don't fucking like leave in ten minutes. But like, if you give someone a whole chance, I always said like in college, I'd be like, what you know, when guy. So I had a rule in college when if somebody was trying to buy me a drink. You know, initially a lot of girls like will always take drinks from any guy. Like, oh yeah, he bought us a drink, yay. And I didn't, I, I did, you know, I didn't do that at a certain point in college because it dawned on me that I think if someone buys me a drink, I at least owe them the the communication for that drink. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if someone's buying me a drink and I think they're creepy and I actually don't want to talk to them for fifteen minutes, I would just deny the drink. Like, no thanks. It was a whole interesting thing. For, and then I learned that if someone did buy me a drink, I would sit with them and talk to them. And it eliminated a lot of free drinks, I can tell you that. Like, you know, because sometimes yeah. guys just do that to get in. Anyway, if you have given them a chance for, a, a, like, a reasonable amount of time and just decide that, like, this isn't for you, I think there's totally nothing wrong with leaving. You are not obligated. And I say this because, like, when I was younger and um, I, I, had ex- I had experiences where I felt like I had to stick it out longer than I wanted to and it was uncomfortable... And not because, like, the guy was a creep, although I have had some creepy experiences, too. But, you know, you should be able to leave. I just want to say that to, to everybody. Maybe because I'm a mom of a daughter, but just, like, in a lot of ways, like, if you're not feeling it and you gave someone a chance, I think it's totally fine to end the date. Yeah, and I'm so glad you said that because, you know, again, this is my first, I would say, real date since. And it dragged on longer than and you kind of wanted Because I did not know that I could say Oh, well, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's always nice. Like, there's no reason to be mean if you don't have to, but I think, like, you know, to just say, like, that was fun. I'm glad we yeah, watched no, the sunset. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and had home. is. It, I think that's fine. If you already know that you're not into it. Right. You know, I think the only reason to even extend the date is because either you've decided that you are into it and you want to, like, hang out with them, or you're, like, not sure. Or I just, yeah. For, 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 you know, and yeah. you're, like, maybe if we have, like, this really amazing dinner, this will show me something or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, again, it goes down into chemistry. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I there was no chemistry, and then the, there's a couple of guys I've been out with that did have chemistry, and that dragged on for a lot longer, which was nice. Yeah, but this one, <laughs> I dragged on a little longer because I didn't know that I could exit, <laughs> but right. now I do. All right, now I just have to tell them we'll move on to our game. I have to tell about how I met, or well, how I hooked up with my boyfriend, though, is because it kind of now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, I think it had a lot to do with chemistry. I, already, I know that I talked about this, but not the nitty-gritty before. So, like, we met, we ran into each other, blah, blah, blah. We talked sometimes, you know, throughout the pandemic. So, anyway, I'm back in Chicago, and I have, like, a really shitty night. And I'm very, very drunk. And, and uh, let me tell you, when Emily is drunk, Emily is fucking insane. Yeah. So, <laughs> if, you never, if you've never been around drunk, Emily, I think you need to put that on your bucket list. <laughs> yeah. So, I was, like, a 10 on a night with, like, my best friend that I was But I just have to say, I've been around drunk Emily way too much. <laughs> like, pretty regularly. Yeah. Well, this was, like, actually, no, I got this date because of drunk Emily. That's right. So it's not always bad. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is how I basically got my relationship. So I was, like, a 10 drunk, and the friend I was with was, like, going to bed. And I was, like, so upset. And so, like, anyway, I end up calling him, and we're talking. We talked for an hour and a half on the phone. And all the other times we talked, I'd been in Hawaii. So, like, 
And then I don't even know if I was forthcoming to tell him that I was in Chicago. Some of this is very hazy. Like, I don't remember the whole conversation. Because she was but, drunk. Because I was hammered. But eventually, <laughs> I, he was like, why don't you just come over? You're, like, two miles away. And I, like, was not sure about going over there because I was thinking, this is a really dumb idea. I'm very drunk. This is, like, two in the morning. I should just go home type of situation. Like, I should not go over there. Yeah. So, but anyway, I decide, fuck it. I'll go over there. You only live once. Yeah. And also when I ran into him two years ago, like, also very drunk. Oh, I was there, by yeah, the way. Didn't super remember, like, I was what, there exactly that. what he looked like. As far as, like, I knew what he looked like because I've known him my whole life. But, like, I didn't remember if I would think he was cute. So, you know, I'm drunk. He walks out. I, I go to his place. He, like, comes down the stairs. And I see him. And, like, I was so drunk I couldn't keep it in. I was like, whoa, you look good. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, would, you would say something like that. Yeah, like, I was you like, would pleasantly say that. surprised. Like, I was like, you look good. Oh, thank God. Yeah, that's it. Kind of <laughs> you don't look heinous. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh, you look good. And I, like, gave him a hug. And then ended up, like, going up to his, uh, his condo, talking um, for a while, fell asleep, did not hook up that night, woke up the next morning, hooked up with him, and was like, all right, see you later. Like basically at the end of the morning, you know, like we hung out in the morning a little bit and I was like, bye. You know, like I did not think that we, and on both sides, like I did not think that we were going to do anything else with this. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And then, and then, you know, it turned into something much after, but I'm just saying, so I, I think about that and I'm like, that was actually kind of a lot in chemistry because I wasn't sure about the physical attraction until I saw him. So we talked a lot and then, I don't know. That's my story though. That's all I got to say. So. The chemistry. <laughs> We should all be so lucky, ladies, to have that kind of chemistry. Yeah, don't follow. Like, what do I tell my students? Sometimes I'm like, do as I say, not, not as, as I, I do. do. Yeah, do as I say, not as I do. All right, game. All right, time for a game. So the game is red flag, green flag. And um, we played this a long time ago, but it's been a while. So I love that we're bringing games back, though, to our episodes. I do. They're enjoyable. Yeah, we kind of had a dry spell about them. Okay. Anyway, we're going to do red, red flag, green flag. So basically, like, we're going to read situations to each other. Or, well, we made these. We're not reading them. We're just telling each other. And the other person has to pick red flag, green flag, and it's for dating. Yeah. I'll start. First? Okay. okay. So you're on a date, and it's going so well. But you soon find out they dated a close friend. Oh. <laughs> That's hard, especially if it's going well. But I would say red flag. I, was, I mean, because you said close friends. Close friend. Close yeah. Friend. Then red flag. Because that's probably, I mean, sorry, most friendships outlive, in my book, most friendships mm-hmm. outlive relationships. So, like. Agreed. If, if this is a close friend, they're probably not going to feel good about you dating that person. It's going to fuck up your friendship. Even if they try to be nice. Yeah. Where most likely the relationship won't go. Yeah. Yeah, and if it didn't work out with your close friend, you know, I'm like, there's probably reasons, too, so. Well, there you go. All right, Birds of a feather. All right. You're on a date with a super, super hot guy. Oh, shit, yes. Super hot. You're so attracted <laughs> to him. He's all you want physically, and you're feeling the chemistry. But as you lean closer into the sky, you realize that he is not wearing any deodorant. Oh, no. <laughs> and the stench of his natural body odor is quite profound. He's super hot. So hot. He's like everything you wanted physically. He just I smells. would fucking get two more tequilas shots and fucking get wasted and I would fuck him. <laughs> I know. That's a green flag. That's a green flag. <laughs> Your turn. Okay. Okay. So your date takes you to a drum circle. <laughs> oh, God. I mean... 
this is this is a no for me. The only exception I could think is if we're in like a different country where this is an experience of people. Uh, no, this is just a red flag. I don't want to go to a drum circle under any circumstance. I don't care if I'm in a different country. <gasps> Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, red flag. Okay, <laughs> here's my situation for you. You meet this amazing guy, um, very attractive, good looking, so all the things, attractive, good chemistry. First date, he took cooks you dinner, amazing cook. Second date, um, as at your house, you cook for him. As you hang out with this guy more and more, though, you realize that no matter what your dates are, he basically does not want to be seen in public with you. <gasps> like, you're kind of coming to the conclusion that uh-uh. every single date involves hiding out somewhere. Like, you've suggested going to Sunset at the Beach, and he wants to take you to the moonlight <laughs> after 9 o'clock. Oh, hell no. That's a red flag. <laughs> no. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. So, your guy... You know, you met on Tinder. Okay. <laughs> Bust out the Tinder app and says, hey, want to look at all the other, you know, chicks on the Tinder apps with me? Uh, I say green flag. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to check out the competition with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's it. All right. Um, okay, you meet a guy. He's wonderful, all the things. But he's recently divorced, and he's just very upset about his divorce. So it's not necessarily that he's like, you know, trying to get back together with his ex or like anything like that. But he's just super, it, it's, it's folk. He talks about it a lot. He's focused on a lot and he's very upset about it. <laughs> so that'd be a red flag. Red flag. Okay. Okay. You meet a guy. Okay. And he is ripped like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger with a tank oh God, top. This is probably already a red flag. <laughs> with a tank top. <laughs> and takes you to the local bar. <laughs> you would know everybody. <laughs> On the first date, and he's red flag. (laughs) (laughs) This is such a. This is the. I was telling Joe. This is the one time I went out with somebody from Tinder, and they pushed me into meeting in a public place in my own part of the island, and it was terrible. (laughs) It was a terrible red flag. The only good part is I did leave right after. I was like, see ya. Okay, I have do more. You yeah, but you yeah, your turn. Okay, so you meet a wonderful guy. Like, all these things, I guess, are assuming that everything else is wonderful about this guy. He's attractive, good chemistry, whatever. Mm -hmm. But he disappears on occasion. Ooh. Like, at times when you think, not, like, physically from your eyesight, but, like, at times when you think you'd be communicating with him. Like, for example, a Tuesday night at, like, 9 p.m., like, good night, babe, or something like that. Like, non-responsive. Just at odd times, you can't get a hold of him. And there's not much of an explanation, like, to it. Like, oh, I fell asleep, or red flag, for sure. Okay, for sure. Okay, next one. Last one, I think. Okay, and I'll get, yeah, I have one last one too. Okay, so you go on a date, and dude has five tequila shots in a row. In a row. <laughs> Is he driving me? No, you meet at the bar, and, he, oh. and but he's super hot. Okay. Chemistry's there, but he has, you, he has five tequila shots in a row. I mean, probably a red flag. I love a good drinker, but that's excessive, even for me. Yeah, and, and we can drink. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, and I think most people can say nothing really comes good out of too much tequila, so. <laughs> One tequila, two tequila floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's three two, tequila, two, tequila floor. Two tequila floor, you're right, yeah. don't like that. Yes, yeah. so no thanks. Do I do love tequila. All right, here's my last one. Uh-huh. You go on a date with somebody, and it, like over, this is a more situation over a few dates, and you just realize overall they're just not a really good listener to any details that you share with them. For example, let's say date number four, they're like, Oh, you're a therapist? Or, 
What were your kids' names again? That's a fucking red flag. Like, otherwise they're good, but they just can't listen to details? Yeah, no. No? Okay. Absolutely not. They're doing coke or something. <laughs> All right, so I, I should do one more. You want to do one more? I have one more for you. Okay, um, go ahead. Um, let's see. So you have a wonderful date with this awesome guy, super hot, good chemistry and everything. You take him back to your house, not, not to fuck, just because you want to. And then he starts to tell you what's wrong with your house. What's wrong with my house? Yeah. I mean, is he going to fix it or is he just pointing things out? <laughs> we don't know. He's just telling you what's wrong with it. <gasps> Shit, that one's a hard one to decipher. I mean, I think it's pretty rude. Right, absolutely. I would go with it's pretty rude, so I'm not into it. But, I mean, if you're going to help. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a red, the yellow flag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably a red, though. Like, I feel like, well, I'll say this. Probably a red flag because pointing out what's wrong with anybody on a first date in any way is rude. Right. So house, clothes, body, career, habits, like those are not the things that you need to say on a first date. Those are the things that I think you need to think to yourself. Like, is this guy really having another fucking tequila shot? Think that. You know, (laughs) is he really still talking about his goddamn job? Think that. But those are not the things you say. You know what I mean? Right. Filter. So I think anyone who comes on a first date and is critical of you. Red flag. Red flag. So with that... All right, that's our show. Until next week. Until next week, ahui ho. Thanks for listening. Aloha.